What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel, and as we discussed earlier this week, this episode is going to focus on my two central philosophies to financial responsibility. First of which is to only use credit like loans or credit cards to finance things that actually generate income and only buying luxury purchases with uh, savings accounts or excess funds. The second thing is reducing your basic budget down as low as possible while making sure you still attend to your needs and your family's needs um, so that you can have as much extra income as possible. Now, if you notice that I do sound a little bit tired, I assure you that it is actually for a beautiful, wonderful reason. Uh, yesterday, we spent an entire day learning from the Black Panther Party's artist, Emery Douglas. He was um, a major part of the publication of their newspaper, as well as a lot of their posters. Um, he was also the Minister of Culture and did a lot of work working directly with some of the major figures in the Black Panther Party for years. And it was a blessing to be able to take the Hidden Histories tour here in New Orleans with him and many other revolutionary artists. Um, and then later we had a conversation with him at Ashe Powerhouse Theater, followed by a celebration. Um, all of this was organized by Take em Down NOLA and the People's Assembly. Um, so thanks to both organizations as well as Ashe Powerhouse Theater. And of course, much love and gratitude and thanks for Mr. Emery Douglas and all the work that he has done for him sharing his knowledge with us. So, but with that, um, we were out from eight in the morning until almost midnight. So I am very tired, <laughs> but very thankful, very grateful. Um, so that's why my voice sounds like this, but let's go ahead and get into the topic. The first thing um, I want to talk about is the only financing what generates income because a lot of people go out here and they'll get a credit card or they'll go to like one of these these stores that talk about no credit check you can finance or whatever else right um, in order to buy like TVs or like cell phones or um, I don't know just something you feel like you just need clothing. Um, you know, clothing is a necessity to a certain extent, but we all know <laughs> there are people out here who will go out of their way to charge something, to borrow money, just to get these things. And it's not, it's not necessary. It's massively irresponsible. And basically, you're continuing to dig yourself deeper into unnecessary debt. So basically, you're burying yourself. So credit is not the devil. It's irresponsible usage of credit that is the devil that will bury you. And so in other words... You're the one burying yourself, like I said. So basically, um, if you are someone who's like a photographer or, you know, a photographer would have cameras and camera related things that would be income generating, right? Um, so if a photographer told me they didn't have the excess money and they needed a piece of equipment that maybe had broken, they had to replace it, I would understand them choosing to finance it. It's something that any business would do in that situation. Um, if a person is an Uber driver, for example, and um, their vehicle is no longer functioning, they need to get a new vehicle, I get why they might actually borrow money to buy and replace that vehicle because that may be how they make their money. You know, there are some people who only do that in order to generate income. So if the item in question 
generates income for you, then by all means invest, you know, invest in it, finance it if you must. Um, but make sure that the income that comes from that um, item pays itself off. Um, that means that as the photographer brings in money, a certain portion of that money made needs to go pay off the camera. Um, same thing for, goes for the Uber driver with their new vehicle. They need to use a portion of that funding to pay it off faster. So that way they can reduce um, their interest and what they're spending long term. Now, if you get yourself into a situation where you have enough money to put a down payment on a property, um, I am a big proponent of investing in property and living in the property and making money off the property because by doing so, you're reducing your overhead and uh, gaining income on an investment. So it's kind of like all around. It kind of covers both of the philosophies by doing so. Um, but that is your goal is to save as much money as possible. So let's talk about the second philosophy. How do you reduce and streamline your budget? I actually do have another episode about this, but I felt that it, it was worth repeating. Um, you have to make sacrifices and you have to accept that these sacrifices are necessary. A lot of people are living at the maximum possible financial capacity that they can afford. And any little thing that happens that's out of the ordinary, they get thrown out. Uh, they get thrown off base. Um, and like, for example, like maybe they need to get new tires or uh, unexpectedly because like, you know, um, they got a nail or something or uh, a medical thing takes them out of work for a couple of days. And next thing you know, they're like beyond broke. Like they're having to pinch pennies and cut corners that they could have just been doing all along. So whenever you are reducing your budget, you don't have to neglect yourself. You don't have to. It's not like simply like changing your diet to where you only eat kale and bananas and you know almonds and that's all you eat all day it's not it's not like that it's you don't you don't have to have a boring existence you don't have to have a dry existence by cutting your budget back it simply means that you're more intentional about every dollar that you spend and you make better decisions so for example um things that i've done uh, to reduce my clothing budget, I had uh, started shopping only at um, like Goodwills and like discount stores, outlet stores. Um, and when I when I would look at an item, I made a budget for how much I was willing to spend on shoes, on shirts, on on pants, you know. Um, and I allotted a certain amount of money that I was willing to spend on clothing. And you need to do that, okay? Because some people are like, well, but I have to match the whatever whatever trends no you don't if you want to if that's more important to you than your financial growth then fine do that but you don't really need to do that you can do better um next thing that i did was i challenged myself to reduce my food budget which meant really paying attention to um the necessities making sure that um we didn't overeat that we were eating enough but that everything counted, like everything that we bought for food had to have nutritional content. Um, and we just reduced portions. So that way we were actually eating less. Um, we also reduced snacking. Um, you know, I have a child, I get it. Kids want snacks. So I would just discipline her to say, look, this is, you have to practice self-discipline. You get to have two small snacks a day, you know? Um, and so 
she would always be allowed to have that, you know, a salty snack and a sweet snack in the house. But if she ate too much of the snack in the week and it ran out, she didn't get to have any more. She could have, if she needed a snack, she could go get some fruit or some vegetables out of the fridge to supplement. But it taught her how to manage her snack portions so that her snack lasted for the entire week until the next grocery trip. Now, I do allow myself and my daughter to eat out sometimes. Um, and that's something that I've always done. Just because you don't want it to be, like I said, you don't want it to be totally boring. You just really want to streamline. And when I looked at how much money I was really saving on food, it made sense to go ahead and go out and eat sometimes because we were saving a lot more than we had been beforehand. Um, so I kind of also limited myself to a certain dollar amount. Um, there was one particular week where I proved that it was possible to feed two people on $40. I do have a YouTube video about that. You can check me out on YouTube at Word of a Rebel and look for the $40 a week video. Um, and check out the, it has the grocery list, like what that was like and everything. Um, also, for people who are like, well, I need to eat healthy on a budget, I do have an ebook out there. Um, it's available in ebook and paperback, but I strongly advise ebook because you can simply like download it to your phone and just use it at will, you know, whenever, or it can be downloaded to your computer. Um, the ebook is called 30 Days, 30 Days of Healthy Eating. It's available on Amazon. It's for $3 for the ebook. Um, it starts with a grocery list. So the grocery list is low cost foods that are also very, very healthy. Um, and you could go to the store with that grocery list on your phone, just buy everything on the list. And then when you go home you, for the next two weeks, you'll have recipes that are healthy and also fast. So they save you time. So basically what I'm trying to do with the book is save you time, save you money toward this financial goal that you have and um, also making sure that you and your family are healthy so that everything you're eating, if you're cooking from things from the book, you're able to feel healthy and empowered or full of energy. Also, um, like I mentioned, though, if you want to, you know, go out to eat, you know, once a week, it's still you should do that. You know, you should treat your your family and yourself. Just don't overdo it. You have to make sure that you're saving your money. Um, so, yeah, so clothing, food, because these are necessities. You still need them, but you need to reduce how much you're spending on them. Um, other things that you can do is look at um, your Internet plans. Look at your cell phone plans. Um, how can you, you know, shop around, you know, um, find something that gives you the unlimited for cheaper. There's lots of options out there. I'm not going to advertise for companies cause ain't none of them paying me. <laughs> so just go ahead and find what works for you in your area. Some of them have better service than others in your area, but get something that's cheap and low cost. And also we're speaking about cell phones. You, why do you constantly need to get the newest and highest technology cell phone? You don't need to do that. Once again, that's a luxury purchase. When you are saving money, when you've got some money set aside after you've been putting into work to cut down your budget, by all means buy that. But there's some people out here that are charging their stuff to credit cards or they're buying it with their money, but then they're they're neglecting other areas and other needs of their life, right? Okay, so you want to cut back on um, how much money you're spending on technology. Um, it is doable. Stop acting like you need the top of the line because you don't. Um, also, look at your your weekly spending on other things. You know, um, how can you streamline that as well? Um, like, you know, gas, um, you know, lunches, because a lot of people eat out for lunch and don't really think about it because they're like in a hurry at work. Um, just look at everything that you spend and really be mindful about it. 
you want to be a minimalist when it comes to your spending. Um, and it, it might help for some people. For me, I know it did to be a minimalist in your space as well to kind of reduce the things that you have um, down lower. Um, another thing that I'm a big proponent of for reducing budgets is collective um, living, basically, where you don't necessarily have to have like a roommate situation, but maybe where you actually buy a duplex with someone else or buy a duplex on your own and then rent out the other space. Um, but I am a huge supporter of collective living. Um, anybody out there, whether you're a homeowner or a renter, consider the option of sharing a space with someone. And divide the space up as necessary for everyone to be comfortable. Like you can, you don't have to have a standard roommate situation. You could do something where it's like, okay, um, each of us has access to the kitchen on these particular hours, right? Like, you know, you could set it up that way and, and it's okay. It's not being rude. It's just saying, you know, we're sharing expenses, but like, we want to make this as comfortable as possible. So if 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 one of us is going to be in the kitchen from like you know 6 to 9 p.m the other one can give them space it creates more comfort more peace because both parties feel like they're they're allowed individual time individual space because i know i know how i am i don't always want somebody you know near me or by me or observing me i'm kind of funny like that so i know that that would be something that i would want to do i would rather have you know, my particular time that I can be alone in the kitchen cooking, enjoying myself and relaxing instead of feeling like I can only be alone in in my room. You know, um, you can set appointment times for the shared spaces and just be honest about it. Say, look, I need my alone time when I'm cooking, you know, whatever else it may be. Um, but collective living will definitely save a hell of a lot of money. Um so that was one thing that I did. Um, I had uh, a roommate for a short time. I rented a space in, it was a, it was a house that was divided into three. Um, one, one part of it was a business. Um, and the other two parts were these separate living, um, units. And so by doing that, um, the rent there was like super, super cheap because of that, because of the way the house was divided up. Um, and so between the three places, the people who own the property were able to make a lot of money, which brings me to, you know, anybody listening who owns property already, um, consider doing this, consider like maybe, you know, reordering, reorganizing the spaces that you have to allow for more people to live there um, at lower cost. So that way you can help people advance their economics. Consider doing that. Um, because living in that house the way that it was was really great and allowed me to save a lot of money. Um, also for a time, I was fortunate enough as a university student to live um, in campus housing. It was the um, apartments for families and it was a lot cheaper, a lot, a lot less overhead. And I took advantage of while I was there saving money. Um, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are going to school and they're just like, well, you know what? I just they don't want to live on campus. They feel like they got to have their own space, their own apartment. You know, it's a sacrifice. Like I said, you're making a sacrifice for your future financial goals. Um, it was a small apartment. I know that it was a small apartment, you know, but I was fine with it because it meant I was saving money and I'm not in that apartment anymore because I was saving money. That's the point, you know. So you can live in 
a university apartment if you're a graduate student, like two to three years. If you're an undergraduate student, you can live in those university apartments for like four or five years. Imagine the amount of money that you could be saving. A hell of a lot. So I definitely encourage people to go that route if it is a cheap, affordable way. But for everybody else who's living in, you know, either houses or apartments, um, think about getting into a smaller space. I know that it may be irritating, but get into a smaller space. Because while I was living in the smaller space, um, it, like I said, it reduces your budget. Um, the way that I kept myself comfortable was I made sure the space was designed exactly how I wanted it, exactly what made me comfortable. And I spent a lot of time outside. Um, I spent a lot of time in like coffee shops and parks and libraries. Um, so that way I didn't feel like I was, I was, you know, I guess restricted to the small space. Cause if you're, if you, if you're not comfortable in a small apartment, I get it. But for your financial goals, you really need to be willing to sacrifice and do what's necessary to like get yourself out into the fresh air, open, whatever else. Um, but you need to be willing to sacrifice. I keep repeating that. You have to sacrifice um, the luxuries that you don't really need because you have two options in this situation. You can continue to live a life of serving these luxuries and continually be a servant to them, continue to be at their mercy, or you can sacrifice for like one to two years, save up some money, and set yourself up for some real financial growth. I have several episodes about how to do that regarding business investment, regarding property purchases. Um, I believe that anybody who is opening a business should not be looking to rent space, but you should be looking to buy commercial space if you're going to operate a business. And the same goes for people in it who are thinking about maybe buying a home. Instead of you just buying a home, buy you an investment property, buy something that you can, you know, you know, just really maximize the potential of like someone who is a mechanic getting a property that has a big enough garage that will allow you to have your, 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 your business there with you. That is the goal. That's what you should be doing, you know? Um, so go ahead and check those episodes out. Uh, check back next Sunday at 3 PM. We're going to talk about another financial topic. I will make an announcement about that topic on Wednesday. So come back to either Spotify or Anchor or iTunes, wherever it is that you are finding me. Be sure to also follow me at Word of a Rebel on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Send me messages, send me comments, give me feedback, holla back at me. This is about Make It Green 2019 because we are all going to be making it green this year. This is not just a slogan. This is real. I'm, I'm teaching and sharing information on what I did to get to where I am, what other people have done to get to where they are. Um, all I'm sharing is just lived experiences. I'm not an expert, but I have lived it and I've witnessed other people live it. And I'm only sharing what I've seen with my own eyes that worked. Once again, everybody, this is Word of a Rebel. Peace.